Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 406. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through 20. Let's read our passage. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Food is for the stomach, and the stomach for food and God will do away with both of them. However, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. God raised up the Lord, and will also raise us up by his power. Don't you know that your bodies are part of Christ's body? Should I take a part of Christ's body and make it a part of a prostitute? Absolutely not. Don't you know that anyone joined to a prostitute is one body with her? For scripture says, The two will become one flesh, but anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought at a price. So glorify God with your body. This is Paul's first letter to the Corinthian church. He's writing from Ephesus about five years after the founding of the church at Corinth. He's heard about trouble in Corinth, and he's responding to the issues he's heard about and some issues that they've raised questions to him about. So he's talked about factions. He's talked about apostolic authority. He's talked about them dealing with sin in the church, and he's talked about them suing one another in the courts. Now he's talking about sexual immorality. He talked about this earlier with the man who was sexually immoral. But now it's a general issue, and the, the real topic is prostitution. The town is full of pagan temples, and many of the pagan temples use temple prostitutes. There were thousands of temple prostitutes in Corinth, and it was just part of the way of life of Corinth. Many of the people in the church at Corinth had come out of that lifestyle. And Paul's raising the issue of, you've got to leave that life behind. This is a a complicated passage with a really simple lesson to it. So we'll try and make our way through it, understand some of the language the best we can, but don't lose sight of the message. And so don't get caught up in some of the the language, because the message is an easy takeaway even though the language itself seems to get kind of cumbersome. And there seems to be some slogans or mottos that Paul is using that are we'll call the mottos that the Corinthians would use, and he's challenging those mottos. The first one being in verse 12, everything is permissible for me. Paul could say this, everything is permissible, just speaking of Christian freedom. But this is probably a slogan that they use within the Corinthian church as a misunderstanding of the idea of Christian freedom. Christian freedom is I'm no longer under slavery to the law. I have don't have to worry about these hundreds of rules that I have to obey in order to be in right standing with God. So I have freedom in Christ. But along with freedom, there's some understanding that it's freedom in Christ. I am in Christ. I am under Christ's authority. 
and under his leadership. And I'm in a relationship with other people in the church. So it's not just freedom to do whatever I want. It's freedom from living under the legalism of the law. But there's still great freedom in Christ. But you can go too far with it and say, I'm free to do whatever I want to do. Well, that's incorrect. And so Paul says, everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. He repeats it, everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. And so even though you may think you're free to do something, is it a good idea to do it? It may not be beneficial. And is it something that's actually going to control you? Issues of overeating, drinking too much, issues like that, that I, it's, I have the freedom to do this or do that, but sometimes it exercises my freedom. The, the very thing I'm doing starts to take a hold of me and become addictions or unhealthy habits or uh, things that I get just too caught up in. So there's some debate about whether the uh, everything is permissible is a slogan that uh, the Corinthians have, or just uh, Paul's using that as an argument for Christian freedom. I'm comfortable with the idea that it's a slogan, that that's, uh, they would, with challenged of what they're doing, they go, hey, everything is permissible for me. I'm in Christ and have freedom. Similarly, in verse 13, here's another thing. It probably is a slogan for the Corinthians. Food is for the stomach and the stomach for food. It's an excuse to overeat. And we see there's some problems with gluttony as they celebrate the Lord's Supper in chapter 11. So we'll deal with that in a little while. But this idea of food is for the stomach and stomach for the food. Now, this doesn't seem to fit because he's talking about sexual immorality. He's talking about the body. And it seems that a feeling in the Corinthian church is sexual activity is just a bodily function like eating food. And they're trying to perhaps separate the idea of what your body does versus what your spirit does. So food is for the stomach and the stomach for food. Paul's response, and God will do away with both of them. Those are both of the age. It goes on, however, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So you can't make this body-spirit division of, well, what you do with your body just doesn't matter. It doesn't have any effect on spiritual issues. Verse 14, God raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. So the body will be resurrected. So the body is not something that doesn't matter. Only spiritual things matter. The body will be resurrected by the Lord. Verse 15 says, don't you know that your bodies are part of Christ's body? Well, Christ's body is the church. We refer to the church as the body of Christ. And the church is the people of the church. The church are the believers. And every believer has a body. So my body is part of Christ's body. Now he's bringing in the whole issue of prostitutes. Should, should I take part of Christ's body? and make it part of a prostitute? Absolutely not. So, well, how does taking my body, which is part of Christ's body, make Christ's body part of a prostitute? Well, he goes back to Genesis here. He says, don't you know that 
anyone joined to a prostitute is one body with her. For scripture says the two will become one flesh. So back in the uh, impl implementation of marriage in the Bible, back with Adam and Eve, Genesis 2.24, where they came together and became one flesh. And that's the, the biblical picture of marriage, this one flesh relationship. And he says the sexual union is a one flesh relationship. So for you to be with a prostitute is to have this one flesh relationship and you being part of the body of Christ, being joined to this prostitute, is actually joining Christ to the prostitute. No, don't do that. In verse 17, but anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Verse 18, flee sexual immorality. Now this next phrase, there's a question about whether this is another one of their slogans or not. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. You can read arguments both ways on this. I, I'll go with the slogan aspect. That, that's part of how they justify sexual immorality. Now, other is inserted by biblical translators. So the idea that sin is something that's outside the body, is something that just doesn't matter as far as committing sin with your body. Paul's response to it is the person who sexually immoral sins against his own body. That's his response to the slogan. His issue here is what you do with your body does matter, particularly with sexual sin, because sexual activity is this one flesh relationship. It's a special relationship, not like any other relationship. And it's meant for marriage, a husband and wife joined to become one flesh. But if you're doing that with others, you're having this one flesh relationship and you're now, because you are part of the body of Christ, you're actually dragging Christ into this improper relationship. This is a person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. Don't you know your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. for You were bought at a price. So glorify God with your body. So he brings up the issue of your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit. That is, the Holy Spirit resides within you, and the place where God resides is a temple. So that's how we get this idea, your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit, because that's the place where God resides, is the temple. And the Holy Spirit resides within us. And then he brings it up, you're not your own, you were bought the price. That is, you were bought out of slavery to sin by God, and now we're slaves to God, because he has purchased us. And so our responsibility then is to glorify God with our bodies. Whatever we do, glorify God. And whatever we do with our bodies is to glorify God. Their idea that it's okay to go visit the prostitutes, because that's you know, what I do with my body. It's just a bodily function. It has no, no bearing on spiritual matters. And then Paul's argument, yes, it does. It has a large effect on spiritual matters. So you can't do that. The sexual relationship is a special relationship and is part of the body of Christ. You're dragging Christ into this relationship, and that's just not right. Instead, glorify God with your body. Like I said, the, the language is complicated, and it's easy to get lost in the language. If the message is clear, flee sexual immorality. That is the bottom line, because 
sexual immorality does matter, matters greatly. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.